Today's Daily DVR dives into True Detective is, of course, sponsored by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Go to Cufflinks.com slash DVR. Use code DVR20 to get 20% off your order at any time, no minimum. And this week, we are running an Oscar ballot. Heath Solo, did you fill out your Oscar ballot on the uh, Facebook page or did you follow the link from the Twitter yet? No, I haven't. I'm going to do that right after we record this podcast. That's awesome, because if you do, you will be Mm -hmm. entered into the opportunity to win not only a Black Panther tie, but a Hand of the Queen pin from Cufflinks.com. So follow us on Facebook, that's Daily DVR Group, or Twitter, at DVR Podcast, and you'll see that link. I'll also include it in the show notes. And go to Cufflinks.com today. Today is Wednesday, February 20th, 2019. And this is Daily DVR Does True Detective. Welcome back, everyone, to Daily DVR Does True Detective. We appreciate the support. We appreciate the downloads, the feedback. And uh, we're headed towards the end here. Tonight, we're going to be talking about episode seven of season three of True Detective. It was a great episode. And remember, if you want to find out more about us, go to DVRpodcast.com. You can also follow us on the Twitter DVR podcast and Daily DVR on the Facebook. We're running an Oscar contest in case you skip the ad. (laughs) So don't skip the ad. I also did want to mention, um, we are reaching the end. And if you have enjoyed our coverage, consider becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash DVR. You'll get the film list. Heath has been dropping stuff on that. We do some stuff there. Uh, You get ad-free podcasts, and it helps support what we're doing here, so we do appreciate that. So check out patreon.com slash DVR. Heath Snolo, what did you think about this episode, baby? Oh, man. What's up, Axel? Uh, Doing really well. Uh, Yeah, no, I enjoyed this episode. I just wish it was a two-hour finale. I felt like it was definitely felt like episode seven, and I wanted eight. Yeah. Like we need, I felt like we need eight because there's a lot of missing pieces still, even from episode six that we technically haven't seen that we really need to see. But I, I have a feeling the way this uh, fragmented series uh, season has been just with different timelines and going back and forth that we'll probably get those conclusions in the finale, which we should. But I just wanted them tonight so bad. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, man. It is... Um... I have to say they've done such a good job and, you know, of kind of parsing things out and I can't even believe that it's going to be the finale next week. Like it makes sense, but I feel like they could go for four more episodes or something, you know, I mean, I want to find out and I do wish that the episode continued though. We did another double because my wife missed the episode last week. So I rewatched last week's and this week's again and that did give me some more insights uh but i was okay i should say i want to find out what's going on but i was okay with kind of waiting i just feel like there's so much still that we don't know as far as his wife his daughter other facets of the investigation um but we did learn a heck of a lot and a lot of the connections started to come together on this episode Right. And uh, we, we got a new timeline, it looks like. Right, Axel? Yeah, that's true. You're right. When he's dropping his daughter off at college, they finally seem to hit like a middle point. 
And that was really interesting because that was just kind of like, it was like a straggler scene. It was just kind of snuck in there. Yeah, and I'm wondering why that scene was relevant. I mean, we get we finally see the daughter older, and actually, she looks just like Amelia, like the yeah, actress. Yeah. Actually, there was a shot of her in the car, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought it was digitally enhanced. I'm like, wow, she has some characteristics of her of the actress. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean, he does say, you know, feels like first day of school again, and I guess he's dropping her off to college. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought he was dropping off to rehab or something, because I, you know, I'm thinking True Detective has got to be something crazy, but because she said about moving in. So I'm like, oh, it must be college. But, you know, is that when he started to lose his memory a little bit? I know it's something simple. It feels like the first day of school again, but it kind of is. <laughs> so I, I was a little confused. I mean, it's probably not a big deal. But maybe that's where in the timeline where he starts to, his memory starts to fade a little bit possibly. Uh, maybe we'll see a continuance of there where he gets lost or something or or he just doesn't realize. Or that was just to... Actually, now that I think about it, Axel, that probably is actually a companion uh, uh, scene to what happens later in 2015 when he sees that girl when they're questioning the housekeeper. And he's like, oh, I'm picking you up from school or I'm taking you to school. And he has that moment. Maybe that's what that scene was for. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I could see that, but it's not as if that connection alone necessitates that scene being there right right yeah yeah i guess that's why yeah so it's interesting though that that is in the whole series the only scene that we've got that seems to be outside any of these three investigations it is completely unrelated it's him dropping his daughter off at school Now, I think if anything, it points more towards um, something that we had John wrote in. And I mean, it kind of came to fruition. He wrote this on Valentine's Day, actually. Wait, hold on a second. Yeah, he said, do you think they could have gotten to Hayes forcing him to walk away? Maybe the chicken folks threatened his daughter. And then, of course, we see the episode and uh, he writes back an email saying, nailed it. They put the yeah. screws to him by putting his family on the line. I know it wasn't much of a prediction, but I got to take my wins where I can. We still don't know the daughter's whereabouts or how Amelia dies, do we? And what will become of the Purcell girl? No, we don't know any of that, but you were right, John. And I had written him back and I said, man, I hadn't even thought of that, but that's perfect. We hadn't met. Um, Mr. Hoyt yet and now we have and from his voice and I know from a little bit of casting could you wreck it do you know who he is yeah you know it's funny because I did hear who they casted and okay. then so I was listening to the voice I'm like would I have picked that up I think I would I, you know, I don't know yeah I recognize the Rooker voice before voice. Every, yeah oh I'm sorry what were you saying no, I said, uh, well, Michael Rooker has a distinct voice. Yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> and it's funny because as we're podcasting right now on uh, Sunday's channel, Cliffhanger's on and he's in that movie. So oh, I man. find that. <laughs> so my timelines are mixed up, Axel. I'm confused. There you go, Is it 1992 man. again? Or well, am I, I in 2819? I think his voice is distinctive enough because I recognize his voice first. 
And then I remembered, I think uh, James had put a, uh, Grandpa James had put a link to an article or something that they had cast him in the series. And I saw that, but I, but seriously, it was the voice before I even remembered it. That's what kind mm-hmm. of made me remember that. But that's good casting. He's got a great voice. I have to mention again what a great voice Stephen Dorff has in this. It's just fantastic, I know, right? man. I could just listen to him read a phone book, and I think it could put me to sleep. It's so soothing. <laughs> you know, what does, I wonder if he does any audio books. I'll buy that book right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm not usually a fan of the uh, southern accent. It's not something that's kind of flows gently into my ears but the way he has it it's such a slow draw you know you know it's right. it's, it's more gruffy like kind of kind of you yes know? yes it's kind of like cowboyish almost man come on purple come on he's like come on cousin <laughs> i hear you oh man this is getting me to want to do a uh some uh some impersonations man should we do a little finger while <laughs> yeah. we're here <laughs> yeah, too. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, it's funny because um, when when that happened with Hoyt, uh, Lady Solo was like, "Oh, maybe you know." She came. She was like, "Oh, maybe the same thing that John had written. Oh, maybe they threatened his kids. That's why he quit the force." Because we find out yeah. in 1990 he quit. But then I was thinking one further. We don't know what happened to his daughter or wife. Could have been. That he didn't quit, and then they uh-huh. took care of him, and then he quit to save his son. Or, I mean, I don't know if yeah. it's possible. I mean, that that seems to be a good connection there. Uh, but it's just that whole scene. Now, I got a question for you, and I, I apologize if I'm jumping the gun, but I want to get it out while it's fresh in my head. I found it interesting when he looks out and he sees the two like black town cars. Directly relates to when he's in 2015 seeing a car out there. And then we have in one episode, Roland's like, I don't see it, buddy. But here we know he sees it because he puts down the shade and it's from his point of view. But then he disappears (laughs) in this weird where Hayes, you know, sees himself essentially a light, you know, and it's the timeline of him burning uh, the the clothes. And then you see that 1990 uh, Hayes, thinks he sees someone and once again it's kind of like the bedroom thing uh from a few episodes back but now i'm wondering did is he just seeing the car because he's having the flashbacks of his ride with hoyt in the 90s did roland really see it was that all in hayes's mind did he really take the cell phone photo i mean what do you think of the license plate i I, i'm kind of confused i i feel like i have i'm losing my memory yeah, and I th- and I think that's on purpose, and that's they're really yeah. doing this so well. I really have to say, I th- I mean, people have been saying about this, but I really do think that this is like the best season, man. I, I really am just enjoying this so much, and I think they're doing such a fantastic job with it. Uh, but I, I guess it made me question everything, right? It really made me question everything, man. I started to think, is he even there? You know, is has Hayes been all alone this whole time, right? When he's zoning in and out, um, are, is his son even there? When he was at the police station, maybe it was somebody different, you know? 
I just I'm just starting to think going into this final episode when this episode ended without without really addressing that too much. Like there I mean, I don't know how to say it. The whole thing is about time and memory, right? But mm-hmm. they're not addressing a main point, which is that this unreliable narrator, like we've not yet come to a point where we found in the future Hayes has realized that he's completely lying to himself. Like we saw tonight that they killed Harris, right? But mm-hmm. we don't know. Were they actually talking about that in 2015? Like it's mentioned but they never directly mention it. So there's so much stuff that's done by association and by matching things like you're talking about the cars, right? And the daughters, Mm -hmm. there's so many pairings and multiples that could be mistaken that that scene really kind of blew my mind. That was the one that stuck with me more than anything because it just showed if he's able to flow from that situate from inside the house, he comes out by himself. And when he came out by himself, I thought, wait a second, where's what's going on here? Right? Like he's all by himself. And that pops up behind the car. And it just got me thinking that everything was in a way, not real. And just remembering that idea of an unreliable narrator and a little bit, I have to say, man, I have to say this, a little bit worried because I'm worried that we are going to get a scene that maybe is hard for us to take. Like that Roland has been dead the whole time that he never Mm. was in 2015, you know, or that whole parts of the case are totally wrong. Um, I don't know. That's what that one scene made me think. I wanted to mention to you about, um, Hayes not letting it go, and maybe that's what happens to the wife and daughter. Maybe it's maybe it's Amelia who can't let it go because they uh. showed a lot of this episode was something that I wanted to see earlier. I got what I wanted. I said last episode, I thought we'd see more of her being a detective, you know, and we got well, and to then see that. Roland- and Roland does say, wow, she was a great investigator. Yes, that's like what I'm saying. in the 2015. Yeah. Yeah. They make reference to it. And I was waiting for there to be an episode when we actually saw her uncover things. And she is uncovering things. She's the one who's like going after the guy with one eye. And now we see that that is vital. And perhaps that the couple themselves are Hoyt's daughter and the man with one eye who was taking care of her because she was crazy. And maybe they kidnapped the kids because that was her playthings in the woods. And you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it yeah. maybe the guy, maybe remember uh, Hayes. Now my mind's just working, but I could, <laughs> I don't want to go down the rabbit hole <laughs> unless you want me to go down the rabbit hole. But the one thing I want to say is there was a part missing from this episode that we talked a lot about last episode that I want to ask you about, which was the okay. whole kind of gay angle that we had talked about last episode with um, mm-hmm. like Harris saying to him, oh, you have a great body and the looks that that uh, Roland and Purcell were giving each other and their relationship. We saw a little bit of a development of their relationship 
uh, the scene in the driveway in this episode, but there wasn't any more. There was a look that he gives him, um, that Harris gives him just before he says, I could tell you things. And then he looks at Roland like on the side of Wayne. Did you notice that? Yes, I have that written okay. down, actually. And then Roland looks at Hayes. It was a weird moment there. Yes. Like, like I, I was like, there was, that has to be, like, we were talking about that gardener at the, at the girl's home or the convent. And why yeah. do they, you know, do that shot? That was, that shot yeah. was just, I mean, you saw Harris. Yeah. Like you said, look at Roland. Roland kind of gives him a look and then looks at Hayes. And then Hayes gets back to, um, interrogating him and then Roland runs up and hits him again and I, I almost felt like don't say it like if Roland's like don't don't say it dude don't say something like something missing I felt like that he went the Harris went for the gun almost I just I felt like they both like whatever they whatever secret they had was so big that for a second I felt like Harris gave up his life on purpose, right? Then mm -hmm. I conversely felt that Roland shot him to shut him up. Yeah. He didn't need to shoot him again. The gun was already out of his hand. He had already shot the guy. Like, yep, he shot him twice. You know, yeah. so he didn't need to finish him off. And... And even though the first shot looked to be in the in the ab like in the chest or you know in the whatever mm -hmm. upper thorax, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's just probably going to kill you. But um, I just thought that that whole thing was really interesting, and that hinted towards this kind of different kind of relationship that they all have or secret that they carry. Um, but I don't know how they're connected. Um, what did you think of the, um, what did you think of bringing season one totally into this season? Well, you know, you had predicted this a while, while back, yeah, I think, yeah, uh, especially I think when, well, but I'm talking to you now, so I'm giving you credit, Axel. I don't care about other. Thanks, people. brother. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, because you know, with the whole Hoyt intro quick introduction, and then you you had mentioned about this could be a bigger conspiracy of uh, you know pedophilia and you know kidnapping of young kids, and, and and then of course you know with the laptop thing, and then then coming full circle but they also mentioned nebraska too i'm like is that next season it's nebraska yeah nebraska could, what was know. that was that i think that may have been part of season one. Oh, i don't see that yeah i don't remember yeah i don't if, remember as well i feel like going back and watching season one again when this is over, oh i definitely want to you know, i definitely want been, to i was telling a while yeah, I was telling my wife tonight that I'm just like, oh, man, I wish we could binge seasons one and two right now because I'm so true detective in. Yeah. I really want to go back, especially with season one, uh, to really – I mean, because this this show, like I, I've mentioned this before, when you, I bet you on a rewatch and watching them together, I bet you it's so fulfilling, uh, even more than watching it week to week. Or it's a good companion piece to yes, do that. Definitely. But uh, – 
but yeah, no, this whole bigger conspiracy. I, you know, I, I am, I like the, I, I'm a sucker for crossover episodes for, you know, in a Tarantino movie, a character being mentioned and I'm yeah. like, oh, that was the character from Reservoir. So when they did that, I'm a sucker for that. I'm, I, I'm the audience for that. I love when things are connected in a universe. <coughs> so, so I kind of dug it. I'm glad we actually got to see it. Yeah, on the on the laptop. I um, I thought it was very cool, and I thought it was about as well done as they could have done it. It wasn't overdone. The right. the the woman had a reason to say it. Right, mm-hmm. it was part yep. of a larger idea that actually fit into the show, and it fit into like it was almost like something someone on Reddit would have maybe said. And you could tell that they purposefully showed that screen earlier to get you excited about it, you know? I thought it was really cool. It made sense. And it also made me feel like it was a complete red herring. And in the end, maybe this just will be a rich guy kidnapped a kid to please his crazy daughter. Right, you know, right. and some other people mm-hmm. were involved with it. So it is a conspiracy because it involves an ex-cop who became a security, who then killed her, you know, killed her, and blah blah blah. So there is that part to it, but that is really all there is, you know. And everything yeah. else, it, it's kind of because, in a sense, um, the the lesson of true detective season one in many ways was all that bullshit that Matthew McConaughey was spilling really had nothing to do with anything. It was a bunch of dudes who were like kidnapping kids and having sex. And it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like the, the magical, like the creatures and the world and everything, it didn't exist. It was all metaphor for the horror, you know? So in essence, is that with this season is so much more emotional, right? And in mm. the end, perhaps what we will get is the what we resolve is Roland's mind, not Roland. I'm sorry, Hayes's mind. Hayes that uh, Hayes finally kind of feels that he can accept himself. You know, like that's yeah, the conclusion yeah, of the case. Yeah, because well, that's because like with Russ Cole in season one, it's almost like how he processed the whole thing yeah. was through those metaphors, yes. and through and now Hayes is processing. It's a much different scale because he's losing his memory, but it's another way he's trying to process by going back and referencing Amelia's book to get back to yeah. her and family. She was such a great. Yeah, and she was a, such a great investigator, and he even says a few episodes back, man, I wish I would have read this earlier. Yep. It's like, it's all there. And it, and it's funny because when he uh, gets home and she's trying to tell him about the guy with one eye, and he's ready to walk away until she says, oh, he has a you know a dead eye, and then he turns around and goes, wait, what, what you know, it, it at that point, you know, it's like, wow, this is information, this is good, but you know, and she, like you said, she came up with it. It happened to her. And then, but what's weird is as we go through, they're fighting with each other throughout, throughout the timelines of her, you know, going to investigate and he's upset because she's coming up with information. But yet we see a flashback episode while he's washing dishes back in the day in 1980. And he, it seemed to give her the okay to like, well, the news ain't going to 
report it right. You might as well do it. And I could tell you a bunch of stuff, you know, that's been going on. And so he gave her kind of the okay there, whether he remembers it or not. Um, or is that him in the, just justifying it in his own head, thinking about it as an older man, or did that really happen? We don't know, but it probably did. But the, he like basically told her like, cause he was so frustrated, like you go ahead, do your thing. Because yeah. she's like, I don't know, I'm going to write an article maybe for a magazine. And then it's almost like, because she goes, wow, you even surprised me with that. So, Yes, that's a great he, he's point. He's one confused he's, dude. <laughs> yeah, it is. It seems as if he got back from Vietnam. He was disillusioned. He joined the police force. He became further disillusioned. He met her. This case came up. She wanted to write the book. They closed it he kind of felt maybe the only way that would keep it open was her writing this book. But then the book became kind of all consuming. And she even says, is it proper for me to, is this a conflict of interest? Is this ethical? You know? And he says, well, the story's not going to be told. So the real ethics are trying to help the victims. Right. So they feel that that Mm -hmm. is the higher order here, but emotionally it ends up that, that is kind of a metaphor for their relationship. Her, right. her basically taking umbrage with him and his life and making decisions for him, he feels. But in actuality, that's what he desires. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, it's, right. a t- it's a kind of a typical male-female type of thing where you blame the partner for giving you what you want, you know, which is actually right. very frequent. You know, this is, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's probably more frequent than the other way around because that's more obvious to human beings, but it's hard to understand that, that, you know, like, um, multiple, like, you know, you say you want to be with someone that makes you a better person. And unfortunately it seems as though in their relationship, that's not what's happening. They fill holes for each other that really only help themselves, you know, and not, not their relationship or each other. So, um, yeah. And they're both obsessed yeah. with their, he's obsessed with closing the case. She's obsessed with it. And then when he, when she gets more obsessed than him, then he starts berating her. Like, yeah, you know, they don't work you together. Doing? You'd like to see them yeah, be detectives they could eat, together. If they had worked together, yeah. <laughs> who knows? They could have maybe solved it. Right. Well, that's the lesson, uh, right? Cause the case is the right. marriage. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like this season because I felt like I guess I can more – I'm married. I can relate to it. You know what I'm saying? Not – I don't have their type of marriage. I have a very happy marriage. But, <laughs> no, I don't think you do. You know, my, you my do. wife isn't writing a book about Perry, why are you podcasting? <laughs> why are you podcasting? Why is yeah, your podcast right? more popular than mine? What? No, Perry's like, I'm writing a book about your podcast. Do you think he thinks oh, yeah. you mind? No, honey, that's yeah. great. And then she becomes like a YouTube sensation. <laughs> yeah, and then I could see us in 20 years being all old and go around. We're like, yeah, we're like, is this thing on? Hello, hello. <laughs> it's me, Heath Snowlow. <laughs> winter is here. Nuclear winter. <laughs> Winter's here. I was supposed to. I was supposed to pick you up. Where are you going? All right. Well, listen. Before we get to Brett's email, let me take a quick uh, break for an ad here. Okay, Solo. You got it. All right. 
cufflinks.com slash DVR. Head on over there to Cufflinks, baby. It's still February. Oxen Bull is still on sale. You can use code OB30 and get 30% off that wearable art. It's incredible. Uh, Cufflinks, ties, um, stud sets, all types of awesome stuff. And don't forget to enter our Oscar contest where you can win a Black Panther tie that you can check out at Cufflinks as well as a Hand of the Queen pin. We're going to be giving out a lot of those coming uh, podcast Winterfell. Hey, Soli, you're going to do podcast Winterfell with me, right? I am. Um, the only thing is I may not be able to do initial reaction because okay. of work schedule. All right. But uh, we may have to do like, a, I don't know, Tuesday or a Wednesday That's night. Fine, we'll have man. to figure that. We'll figure yeah, that out. I'll but probably you know what? end up doing, the- yeah, dude. As long as we can talk once during the week, I'm good. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the the important thing is, while we're going to do that, no matter what day it is, I'm going to be wearing my Game of Thrones Stark cufflinks <laughs> while we do. <laughs> All right. So, so, yeah. Don't you worry. I like it. Head on over to cufflinks.com slash DVR so they know that we sent you and support our podcast. And thank you, Cufflinks, for being a great presenting sponsor. Cufflinks.com. All right. We are back. That was a nice little ad. It's nice having you on the ads. It sometimes gets lonely I there. like it. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah it. no, it can get lonely. But you know what? When two people come together to talk about cufflinks, I mean, magic happens. So. <laughs> That's the truth, Just baby. Just keep it going, baby. That's the truth. All right. Because there's two cufflinks. Think about it. There's two cufflinks. <laughs> so two of us, yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. Two of us. Yeah, that's such a good Beatles song, Driving man. slowly. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> All right. Brett has a great email. True Detective, Late Theories. Here we go. Theory number one. In order for Mr. Hoyt to keep Wayne's secret, Hoyt convinces Wayne to give him brief access to his daughter, Rebecca. After this, life returns to relative normalcy for the Hayes household for a while, until Rebecca grows old enough to reflect on her abuse and confide in her brother, (laughs) thus fracturing Mm. the family. Wayne's inability to accept blame and confront the issue leads to suicidal thoughts and amnesia. Wait a second. In order for Hoyt to keep Hoyt convinces. So basically, Brett, you're trying to say that Wayne like pimps out his daughter to Hoyt for a little bit. What do you think about that solo? I don't know about that because I think that. Not they, at all. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I, I'm, usually, I'm usually good with most theories and like, hey, there's a possibility that I don't, I don't, well, I don't like it. But uh, it's interesting. It would be a, but we need like seven more episodes to go that route. I I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I'll be the first to say I'm, I was wrong, like John Locke, if if that did happen. But I I just can't I can't see that. He was so worried about her. Well, I know it's years later, but when she was young, thinking you know, getting lost in the store at Walmart, like protective. I I just can't see him ten years later just being like, ah, take my daughter, you know. I mean, maybe take my wife, please. Um, but no, it's an old com- comedy routine. But yeah, no, the I, I, I can't see it. I, I couldn't see. Yeah, it. I don't. I don't think so. Though I'm trying to think of the angles here because Brett is a smart guy. Now, you, right, this right. would be based on a theory that um, that the Purcell Julie, right? was mm-hmm. taken in order to be molested or part of this ring, where I'm not so sure that that's what happened. I think it more has to do with Hoyt's daughter missing her daughter, right? 
right, that died. Right. So I think it's it's that's why I think there's something hidden in here of people thinking they were giving the kids a better life, right? Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you see how even Amelia said her book was not just about the murders, but it was about this town. And it was about mm-hmm. these people. And you see that there are – this is a place where they're, where the Hoyts are up and there's a lot of people who are down, you know? And there you could see the idea of people thinking, well, that child would have a better life with them than with a junky mother and a drunk father, you know what I mean, who works at a factory and was going to get fired and – a lot of people might know that he's gay, right? So mm-hmm. there's that aspect to it too, that they thought that they were somehow saving these children, you know? Um, but I don't I, – I, Brett, I don't, I don't know may, – may, the only way that this would work for me, Brett, is if it didn't have to do with Hoyt, like abusing Rebecca in any way, but the daughter – somehow wanting to play with her that Rebecca would visit. They made a deal that Rebecca would visit once a week and that it would make Hoyt's daughter happy that I could see. Yeah, that, that would work. Uh, the, yeah, the pimping out, I don't think, (laughs) but you're right about the whole fact that, this may not. This may be simply because the housekeeper they interview in 2015 goes. You know, they this family had such bad luck. They were yeah. great in business. Everything was great. So that just goes to show you too. You may have you know a junky mom and a you know a, a booze you know identity confused father and a bad household, but um, it doesn't matter if you have and have no money. But if you have money, it doesn't mean of course everything goes. It, goes right yeah of course. so it, it's it's like it's a dynamic of you know people it seems like they have a family are messed up in the money situation and in other ways this family has everything they want they just get the bad luck with the crash in 77 yep. the accident in 77 and all that so it, it just goes to show that even though you're rich you may not be happy and even though you have a great you have the family and everything you may not be happy because you don't have money and you you have other problems so it just it's just like a you know, a thing on, uh, on society that, you know, unfortunately not all the time do you get both. And, yeah. uh, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm beginning to lean towards, I mean, with the information we've been getting too, with Lucy and, 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 and the whole confusing thing with the kids not being, um, Tom's and maybe she just wanted to, cause she's all about, I have to live my life and she's going out and all that. Maybe she's just like, Yes, you can have my kids and pay me, and they'll have yeah. a better life, and, and and maybe that way. I don't know if it went deeper than you know about the pedophile ring and all that thing that's going on in Louisiana and Nebraska. It's possible, or you could be just right. It's just this isolated situation where someone in the community who has strong ties, a lot of money, has because even like you know when the the host in 2015 goes, geez, these cases will close. Someone dies, and then you close the case. The attorney general there is so quick. He's so off. He's so quick to be like, well, this one, you know, it was a confession. <laughs> know, and, you know, know he typed way. it out, you know, so it's it's a closed case. Yep. Uh, there was a shootout, so he had to been guilty. It's like, dude, what the heck? Yeah, you know, it, I mean, are you getting typical. paid by Hoyt? 
you know? Well, that's just, that's part of it, right? Which is, I yeah. think that that is the conspiracy, you know? I have a grander, I think we should talk it out. But first, I want to I finish Let's do it. Brett's one last theory, which sure. I think is very interesting. Uh, theory two, Eliza, or Eliza, Eliza, the documentarian hell-bent on finding truth and justice, is Julie's daughter. In 2015, Julie would be 45. If she had a child, say as an 18-year-old, that child would be 27 in 2015. <laughs> you know, that's a great... Oh. I like that, Brett. I That oh, I could... A, that would be... That would be awesome. Yeah, because you know there's got to be... Okay, they've... They've laid out enough of this story that when they present what happened in the final episode, I think we're there has to be one thing that is like, what? There has to be one surprise, right? Mm-hmm. And I could see that being the surprise. That she somehow I mean, confronts yeah. him, confronts Wayne, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, that's what it was really all about. Wow. Yeah, that he's, you know, building up this whole time. It's almost like being interrogated in the box. Yep. You know? Yeah. And, and it's interesting, though, how he's like not uh, – Wayne's not giving up information. Then he runs to Rome and be like, okay, I got Watts. I can write that down because I'm going to forget. Like he was just playing her in a sense. Yeah. But it would make even more sense if he's getting double played yep. by her. That uh, was a cool so. scene, wasn't it? That – because yeah. throughout the show, we've been uncertain why he's participating in this inter- in these interviews, and also because he seems to, you know, was he always really upset when he stopped the interview, or right. was he doing it on purpose? Is he pretending sometimes that he doesn't know I think where so. he is? You know? No, I think so because it always seemed to when she's starting to hit her nerve. Mm, yeah. Then he'd be like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. You know, because again, he didn't want to give up. I, I, or, you know what would be interesting? I mean, he's physically, I mean, he's mentally ill, but what if he's not as, at times, ill as we think? Yeah, that's what I mean, dude. Yes. He's yeah. sometimes. No, no, no. That's what yeah. I'm. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And and that's what well, I mean, yeah, in any case, but yeah, with I agree with you wholeheartedly with the interviews because he, he's always stops when it's it's you know, his son's like, "Oh, it's too much for my dad," you know. But, you know, how much does the son know? We don't know. But I, I that's the impression I got. He always stops the interview when he doesn't want to continue because he doesn't want to give up information. But I, yeah, I totally agree with that. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so this is what I'd like to do, man. I'd like to kind of talk it out and tell you what I think is going on. Oh, I like that. I mean, I, I normally like to hug it out, but since we're <laughs> not in the same room, let's talk it out. All right, baby. We'll give we'll give each other an uh, auditory hug, a binaural hug. be stealing hug. my cufflinks, though, when I, you get next to me, though. I won't, baby. I won't. I'll slip a few right. new ones into your pocket, baby. Uh, okay. Yeah, here like we go. So... This is how I see it. Uh, the two Purcell kids were playing in the woods and they came upon Hoyt's daughter and the one-eyed man who was taking care of her. They saw okay. them in some way. They interacted. They developed a relationship. Um, and 
this was either furthered by or originated with, because I, you know, I have to have various theories to the theories, the hmm. mother working at the factory and the, and her cousin who knew that there was some need going on there with the daughter for a child. Okay. And recognized an opportunity, perhaps convinced the mother, perhaps it came from Hoyt himself. I'm not sure at this point, but I think it's obvious that they were connected in that way, right? If, mm-hmm. if only the scene in the diner when he says as much, right? Um, mm-hmm. In the attempt, the relationship went on to the point at which the mother... Uh, Hoyt's daughter wanted to have the kid all the time. And the maybe the cousin also was in need of more money or and he forwarded the plot. Let's, let's take it to the next level, right? Right. The right. whole time, I believe the one-eyed man is almost an innocent in this. He felt that he was helping, either doing what he was ta- told to do or he was helping. He was... He he had helped raise that girl, you know? Maybe he felt he was her father, right? Because uh, Hoyt mm-hmm. seems to always be traveling around the world. Um, In the... They try to take the kid. The boy dies. They lock the girl in this room for years and years. That's why nobody can go into that area. And... The connection that... Roland has to Harris and to um, Purcell is completely circumstantial. They happen to all be gay. There's no connection other than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and it was, that's the looks we're seeing and that's the relationships we're seeing. There is nothing more to it than that. And in effect... Um, the Hoyt did help pay off the cops or, or push to close the case, maybe indirectly, not so directly. And, um, I think that Wayne, the one thing I do think is that Wayne did figure this out in 1990 and his interaction wow. with Hoyt lets him know exactly what happened. And, um, maybe the whole thing with his wife and Rebecca is just, they, uh, that he can't carry that that guilt kind of consumes him. He quits his job and he starts ignoring everyone around him. And that's all there is to mm-hmm. it. I think I basically think there's a lot of red herrings going on here. And I think that this story is going to end up being a bit more simple, though I'm open to it not being that way and like crazy stuff happening. What do you think about my kind of theory of what happened here solo? You know, I, I like it. Uh, it would make sense. I know watching this series, watching all seven episodes so far, there, there, we, we always we have the tendency to think way too big. Yeah, because they're they're telling a story with different timelines, and it, it just seems. I mean, it's not supernatural. Sometimes you think, "Oh, is he seeing himself?" And you know, and it's got all these weird things, but it could be something as simple. As that, 
so to scale it back, I think is important because we, you don't want to set yourself. I mean, it's nice to think outside the box and it's a lot of fun, but in reality, it could be as simple as that because I, I just like envision that the, uh, Hoyt's daughter sees, sees the girl, uh, and, and whether, you know, she was at work with her mom or just saw her around town and has this like, that's my baby. And, and, and Mr. June's like, whoa, whoa. And then, but, but it's making her feel normal spending time with her. And then maybe mm-hmm. he, she tries to take the girl and oh, all this, and or the, okay. you know, it, maybe she just snaps mm-hmm. the brothers. Like we got to go. This isn't, you know, and then there's a little struggle or something. And then he accidentally dies and that's why they feel so bad. And they put him in there. Uh, with his hands and up, they end up paying and, off the cousin and, and the mother. Exactly. Like, listen, this is what I, you know. So there could be little side notes, something like that. I could just envision that someone not well like that. Mm-hmm. They're enjoying it. They buy buy the toys. Everything's great. And then I just think the brother would have been like, okay, this isn't right. Yeah. And, and, you know. So uh, and that could have happened, but that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and then that none of the workers could go down to the basement. That makes total sense the fact that it was a pink room if it was a real i don't know big sex trafficking thing you know i don't know if the room would be pink i mean i i I don't have experience with that but it just seems like maybe it is more of a a relaxed atmosphere for the child and when tom's in there and goes you know julie like is there pictures of her on the wall with the daughter? Maybe it's, there's, it's almost like, Oh my gosh, this is her new home. These are the pictures. So, um, I want to, hopefully we'll get that missing piece there. Um, because that, I really want to know that just to, to see that. So that's where it's leaning towards. And then, you know, they mentioned, you know, Mr. June, you know, she had an accident and then he drove her around. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense. The car, the mixed race couple that people thought, um, is that them in the ghost yeah. at Halloween, you know, keeping an eye on the kids or maybe they were out with the kids taking them trick or treating, um, you know, because if they knew each other, that would make a lot of sense. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, uh, real interesting. Now there's some things um, missing. There's some things missing. Okay. Okay. And a major thing missing is. Wayne's involvement, the winking, the looking with Harris, right? His relationship mm-hmm. with Purcell, the gay thing that we've described. You mean Roland. Roland, Ro- Roland. Way, I'm right? sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm getting confused here. I'm terrible with names. Hey, that's this show. Roland. This show. I should remember that. Know. You're he, you're not a reliable narrator. I know. Actually. I know. I know. It's too late at night. You drinking sh- this morning? No, no, no. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um. I should remember that too because it's like he's the gunslinger, Roland. Um, but <laughs> there's that connection, right? Something going on. Now, there is the whole thing of Goodwin being her da- dad, that man who says he's my father on TV. We had th- that whole thing that we haven't talked about right. that we mentioned last week. So there's the involvement mm-hmm. again of of the government, which makes it a little bit bigger, but could still just tie it to Hoyt. Um, And uh, I think that those are the major little, I think those are the major parts, but there's two things from this episode that I wanted to cover that lead to other things, which is did Harris in fact kill Purcell and put him there? 
right? Is that what happened? Because we did see mm-hmm. Harris coming up behind him at the end of the last episode, right? When he says, right. Julie. And also, why does Hoyt contact Wayne? And wh- how does Hoyt know what happened? Because my initial reaction, I have to say, uh, when I thought about that again while you were talking, I thought, oh, I remember I thought for a second, did Roland tell him? Hmm. Like, is that are those the, is that the connection here that we're missing? That there is something with Roland that I'm well not. I it's so I can't grab it. You could be right because remember they mentioned you know how his career he got a nice job yeah. he went blah blah blah. Coit could have had something to do with that, and maybe he owes a favor or has some connection. That's definitely possible. Yeah. And maybe that, maybe what they were looking at each other about was more so about Roland being in on what's going on with Goodwin and Hoyt and the big boys, you know, in reference to that yeah. conversation that they have when he says to Wayne, you know, that's why you'll be, you know, you'll be at the assignment desk again or whatever they call it. Yeah, and plus, remember way back when I was like, you know, wh- why would he hire an old friend, yeah, you know, to, on this yeah. case is to keep it close, you know, keep him close and to follow him mm-hmm. and to see what he what he has. Maybe that came from Hoyt. And Maybe keep, Hoyt pulls some strings. Keep track on the of the wife too. Right. So it, it wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, that wouldn't bother me so much because you know, at, at times we're like, how deep is Roland involved with this? And at times you're like, oh, man, is he really deep or is he just politically deep or, you know, so I'm hoping because he seems so genuine, especially in 2015 when he's trying to take care of uh, Wayne. He's like, look at me, you know, and he's trying to be a good friend. That's what I mean. Does he feel guilty? But he seems genuine. He does. And he seems genuine with Tom, too. I mean, yeah, with Tom, even though he had to be a cop. Yeah, no, that's possible. You could see that. He could be. Yeah, and plus, you know, after years after that, he's been alone and drinking and all that. Maybe he, you know, it's possible he just he's back to because he has no connection anymore. Essentially, maybe. So I, you know, I'm confused with that character a little bit. I'm not quite sure the way, you know, ah, there's something missing there, or like it could be just, uh, you know, so. That's what that's what makes this show so great. It's yeah. like I, I don't know. I, I I'm so because I'm so Team Roland. You know, I love that character, and I just love the I love everything about him. I mean, not everything, but I just like what they're doing with that Me character. Too. Me too, man. Even down to when they kill Harris, and he's he's ready to call him the N word, and you know, and he's like, "Nope, I just want you to know I'm thinking it." Like that you know, was interesting. I mean, I don't like, wasn't it? Wasn't that interesting? Yeah. Because again, that plays into the um, the race stuff that they've covered in this, and the re- I thought that that was really interesting because when he said that to him, "I want you to know I'm thinking it," it was like he was saying to him, "That's how mad I am at you." <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like it didn't have anything to do with. Oh, all of a sudden he's a racist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, no. It was. You're, you're totally right. I love you so much, you bastard. 
you yeah. did this, yep. that that's how low I'm going to go. Is that that's because how if he I'm comes thinking. out and if he comes out and says it, yeah, their their relationship is is changed forever. I mean, maybe, there's no going maybe, back. Maybe I mean, possibly. I, I yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think it's more the moment I get because if he goes out there and says it and makes it real and is like, then it's like you're no different than everyone else. We're just partners because you want to think there's more to the relationship. The fact that he didn't say it and he goes, I'm thinking it because yeah. you you got me at my lowest point. Yes. I I just think he holds a lot of restraint because he could have said it, and it could have really. I mean, granted, their relationship got hurt in other ways. They murdered a guy, and you know, yes, things changed. Yes, yes. <laughs> which is a little more. Uh, I think. Uh, I think yeah. it shows that but, he he was you know, it was uh, such a low blow that he he. It was it was just a good scene, man, because I think it was just a yeah, good scene between two guys, and you could see the pain in him because at first, because I was thinking, oh, Roland shot him to shut him up, but then when he they bury him and then he he's facing the camera, and Wayne starts talking to him, and then he just gets so angry and he's so hurt too, you know, he's like he really feels like I didn't want to do this. I told you to leave it alone. You know, and now mm-hmm. this guy's dead, and this, and he probably knows that it's going to get worse. You know, like maybe he was so angry because he knew now I have to go back and tell Hoyt what we did. Oh, that too, or it's just you know he knew too. It's going to change yeah, everything. I, I mean, this this is a big deal. Yeah. You don't just get a coffee the next day and no. you know be like, hey, how you doing, partner? This changes everything. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Yeah, you know, that's so, true. That is true, man. Yeah. Good episode. Uh, Good episode. We're going into the finale. Uh, any final thoughts uh, before we bid adieu? Just do? one? Yes. Yeah, just one. So they go to the hotel room where Dan was staying. They see the ruckus, but he's gone. His car is there. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think of – I just don't think Tom would have disposed the body. I just don't – I don't know if he was – would he be that – clever if you will if he did kill him or did did harris clean it up that's what i think you know happened. i'm just wondering yeah i yeah, think I'm Hoyt just wondering cleaned what it up. happened yeah i think Hoyt okay. cleaned it up maybe maybe later maybe we'll never quite find out what happened you know how mm-hmm. it went down uh we know that he was discovered his body was discovered somewhere what did they say in like cleveland or it was like somewhere different right wasn't it yeah, I don't remember. It was like I know it was the rock quarry, or... wherever that is. Oh, oh okay, a quarry. No, okay. the rock quarry, wherever that was. I don't remember where. Oh, okay, so maybe um, it wasn't that far away, but it seems to me that that's what went down. I don't think that uh, Tom killed him. Yeah, I don't no, think so. Either. No, not at all. Not at all. And 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 you know, maybe maybe Tom did kill himself after he found out whatever he found out from Harris, you know, that's a possibility too. That really is a yeah, possibility. I, the notes looks fake. Maybe they might've given it to him and said, it's up to you, your choice. You either live with it or you kill yourself. And he chose to kill himself. Yeah, it's possible. I just don't, I don't think he would have typed it up though. Yeah, no, that really the note don't. was ridiculous. That's yeah. There's, I don't know. Yeah. All right, cool. Anything else? Solo? Cool. No, that's all I got for this evening. All right. Well, this has been a great pleasure, and thanks, everyone, for downloading the show and 
given us some reviews over there on the iTunes. We appreciate it. It's uh, This has been a great experience. Like I said, you can find us at DVR Podcast. Join our Oscar pool over there. Solo's going to fill his out. I filled mine out. We'll see who the winner is. And we will be back after the finale. So if you have any final thoughts, you want to email us, hit us up at dvrpodcast at gmail.com. I will be back on Daily DVR on Friday. I may have a cool interview. I'm not sure if it's going to work out for uh, for Thursday, but if it does, it's going to be a very cool and fun interview on Friday. Uh, if not, maybe cool. maybe I'll have Justin. I've been wanting to have Justin again. We'll see what's happening, but I am here uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Daily DVR. So once True Detective is over, subscribe to Daily DVR so you can hear Heath and I talk about other shows and other stuff. Solo, I'll let you take us out. Well, you know, I just uh, appreciate it, uh, all your um, support, even though you've been hitting the bottle early in the morning, that Crown Royal, that's okay, buddy, Uh, I'm with you. Uh, My mind is fragmented, and I don't know, but I'm excited for the finale, baby. It's going to rock, and I can't wait to talk about it with you, baby. Peace.